Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. and other stuff, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Here's your host, Joe Baklovic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Grain Markets and Other Stuff. Thank you for joining me. I'm joined uh, by my friend Chris Barron today from AgView Solutions. Um, Chris uh, helps farmers out with farm budgets and a lot of other stuff. We're going to talk about uh, farm budgets for 2022 in particular and how they compare to this year. Uh, Chris, what's going on in Iowa? Uh, it's dry. We we need some water. So apparently the market thought we were going to get some water and got a little hard on us for a little bit there, but maybe they're starting to have second guesses here. Yeah, these weather uh, forecasts and models continue to fluctuate. Um, so the, the deal here today, guys, is that, you know, we've got some good prices for the 22 crops, like your Dece 22 corn, your November 22 beans, but you're also going to be dealing, I believe, and, and Chris is going to talk about this with some higher input costs. And the deal here today is that we want to start to get a feel for 2022, how it compares to 2021, and kind of what we can expect. So, given that, um, do you want to start with with 21, Chris, and how you kind of think that it's it's imperative to know those numbers first before you start with another year? Yeah, right, Joe. It, it is. It's, you know, this is the time of year when uh, operations are getting kind of wrapped up uh, between the replants and the spraying and chasing your tail uh, pretty hard and hot and heavy here. I think it's time that we maybe sit down here and just recalibrate our cost of production on the 21 first. So we'll mm-hmm. get to the 22, but I think you know, some things change during the course of the year with, you know, you do your settlements on your seed orders and, and you get done with crop protection and, you know, there's still some things going on yet, some more nitrogen and, and uh, maybe some fungicide and things like that later. But there are a lot of things that are absolute knowns now. And so let's get those things dialed in because inaccuracies in some of those line items can really skew our cost of production. And so um, what I have so far right now is just kind of an average and so what we'll go through today will be more of a of of some average numbers but i really implore everybody to to just take that couple of hours sit down go through a couple of your invoices and dial these numbers in recalibrate that cost of production because it's it's pretty pretty important when we've got these price opportunities and and uh, with this volatility there seems like there's an opportunity about every couple of weeks that we probably should be taking advantage of Okay, so do you want me to go ahead and throw your 21 uh, sheet up on the screen here? Yeah, let's put that up and we'll start okay. talking. So you can ask ask some questions as, sure. as you fit. Well, why don't you start with, with what you're seeing here in regard to 21? You know, what's maybe changed since like that pre-planting to planting period? I mean, anything along those lines? Yeah, so... Um, you know, like like I said, what we're looking at right now are averages of our clients. And so our average client acres on the corns are right around that 2,200 acre range. So we've got operations with a couple hundred acres of corn and operations with significantly more than that. But what we do is we, we essentially take our, our profit manager numbers and we uh, essentially just average them so we can kind of get a, a pulse on what our client base is looking like. 
Um, we've got the corn yield right at 200. Our extra average that came in was like 201. I just plugged 200 in here, though, to do a comparison with 22 here in a second. But if you can see this, Joe, um, you know, we've got the, um, I basically, what I did as of this recording is I just went in and plugged in the D21 price. Now, I know a lot of people have sales, I and mean, we've got a lot of people that are sold in that four mid $4 range right now with a percentage of their crop sold and yet a lot of sales to make. And so I think it's important that we, we plug in where we're at on that price and kind of look at what the opportunity presents, you know, in terms of a margin based on your expenses, wherever those price um, opportunities are. And so what we're seeing though on the expense side, as far as changes significantly really is the nitrogen and fertilizer um, those two categories bumped up some from where we were um, a few months ago and we've got some more to get in so we don't, I don't have all of the data in so i think those numbers are going to actually increase a little bit more yet because not everybody had all of their fertilizer their nitrogen and some of those uh uh, crop inputs like uh, crop protection, um, they're spraying. We're start. We're seeing operations that had um, really dry conditions or really wet conditions, and have had to do some resprays, replanting, and all that. And so some of those things have actually increased the cost of production. Um, I don't exactly know how much yet, but I, I would anticipate we're going to see, um, you know, another fifteen to to twenty five dollar an acre increase pretty easily probably that's pretty substantial yeah it's going to be quite a bit i think on average you know some operations not as much as others but you know you can also look at this equipment you know if you're out replanting and respraying and doing some of those things uh the other one that i would keep an eye on too um is that uh that drying expense right now we're at um we're at about eight cents on average. That usually ends up being close to around 12 cents. I'm not sure why our average is a little lower than normal other than we got planted early in a lot of areas. And so people are anticipating a little lower dryer cost if the crop matures sooner um, and, and, and anticipating some drier weather, which, you know, it's hard to predict weather three days out, let alone three months. So um, I'm, I'm anticipating that that drying cost is going to go up. I know as far as LP um, and those who need to be booking that, I think we need to be watching that really close and, and maybe um, getting some of that um, feathered into um, to more of a known expense, um, especially when these corn prices are as high as they are. Um, I, I don't think it's too bad of an idea to start getting some of that stuff bought. Um, you know, and some operations already have that locked in. So um, that's kind of where we're at on 21. Any other questions? I mean, when we when we look at our average, you know, you can look at this ROI. And if you if you're not watching this and you're listening, you know, if if we saw an average market price of that that 475, 478 range, that's that's over a 40 percent return on investment because we're looking at a cost of production on average of about 390. Like I that said, was with the a five. That was with a five five seventies. You're talking right. Yeah, that's you said four. I, I assumed you misspoke there. Just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the 570s there. I'm thinking four something because that's more normal. But, but uh, yeah, that that 570 something price or you know 550 price, 
is giving us a return in the 21 like we have not seen since probably 2012 2013. Yeah, so that was going to be that was going to be one of my questions was historically you've got a 48% ROI punched in there at at current levels with this with these average numbers. I mean, is that the best you've ever seen? Is it close to the best? Uh, the 2012 is about the best I saw even in, in areas where the yields weren't very good because the insurance indemnity was was pretty high. Right. And right. so we could see that again, you know, and we don't What start sort of levels what sort of levels did you see in that year? Uh, we saw anywhere from you know on the low end probably in the 20 range mm-hmm. on the high end we had some that were up around you know 60 percent it was crazy um crazy high levels for some operations you know and there were operations that didn't sell grain because they were super dry and it didn't know if they were going to have the yield ended up having decent yields in some areas so they kind of double dipped you know they there was insurance indemnity and they didn't have a lot as much of the grain sold as they, you know, they produced more than they thought they would. I think that's a concern right now. It's really hard to put a floor in or in other words, to sell cash grain when it looks like, you know, am I even going to produce this? I mean, I just talked to a client in North Dakota a couple of days ago, he's replanting about two thirds of his acres. You know, he was super dry he had a freeze. He, he lost about a third of his acres to a freeze. He was replanting that. And then two days later, they got five and a half inches of rain and he, and it washed a bunch out and, and he got hail along with it. So he was replanting another third of his acres. And so, you know, you, when that stuff's going on, it makes it very hard to make sales um, to any percentage that's really meaningful um, when, when you're these production side of things is a little bit unknown. So so yeah, I and of course, the, the market always gives you some of the best opportunities when you just have no idea. That's part of the exactly. problem, of course. That's why grain marketing can, can be so hard, especially this time of year. Yeah, and that's a lot of times exactly when you need to be pulling the trigger on some mm-hmm. stuff here. And again, why it's so important, I think, to, to have these numbers locked in. And I, that's about all I've got on the 21 before we go to 22. Is there anything Let me ask you one question here. So you've got j- just given current market prices for corn, you've got on average a 48% ROI. You said there were numbers better than that in 2012. What had that ROI number been running kind of in those dog days from 2015 through like 2019? Was it back and uh, forth between break even? I mean... Yeah, I mean, we we saw most of our clients at the end of the year would would be in the black, but you know it was so scary in the beginning. You almost didn't even want to run run any estimates or look at a cost of production because you know the numbers at the beginning of the year from about twenty fourteen through twenty twenty at the beginning of the year were red, you know, and right, so. Right. Um, but you know there were opportunities almost every single year. At a certain point during the year to plug those sales in, and then usually there was enough yield. I mean, we yielded our way out of the potential catastrophe a number of those years, mm-hmm. where the, the bushels lowered our cost of production significantly enough that that we at least, you know, at a minimum broke even in most every case, and then you know had profitability levels anywhere from that, you know, three to eight or nine percent. But when you're sitting here looking at you know, really, this is probably a gift horse, you know, when you when you see these price levels where they're at. And obviously, there's volatility, it gets the emotions going. But these profitable levels that are here right now for 21, I think um, it's it's pretty hard not to take advantage of that to a, to a degree. 
Okay, well, tell me how it compares to 22. So for 21, you're looking at current market prices with your average customer base at a 48% ROI on, on that's on corn, right? Yeah, is, yeah. Okay, so go to 22 and tell me what's different or what looks different as of right yeah. now. So what we've done is is we have a side-by-side tool here and, um, and we'd offer this to any of our, our clients who have um, profit manager. You just email um, abaron at agviewsolutions.com. That's my wife, Alyssa, and she'd send this out to you if you've already got um, profit manager. If you don't, um, basically, we're just going to charge 25 bucks and you can get the tool and we'll send it right out to you. Um, just email us that you want the tool. Like I said, if you got profit manager, we'll, we'll just get it out to you right away. But what we're trying to do here is, with 22 is look at it as a percent of increase or decrease. It's probably not going to be a decrease when we look at what inflation is doing right now. But, you know, what we're doing is we're going in. And if you can't see this and, and if you are looking at it, you see in the green, what we do is these are the input uh, scenarios. So, again, obviously, as you as said, start out with 21, plug in your cost numbers. So you can get your cost production calibrated correctly or as close as you can for 21. Then the 22, then you basically just go in and adjust your percentage for each of these categories. So for example, let's, let's just take return to management. Our definition of return to management is all of your farm's overhead expenses. And so what that includes is like healthcare, you know, kids in college, you know, any expenses that have to come out of that crop enterprise to, um, you know, uh, owner draws, any of those overhead expenses, fuel, um, utilities, that kind of thing. So what we've saw and what we see is I went back and looked at the um, 2012 timeframe and it was interesting from 2011 through about 2013, we saw a pretty significant increase in return to management cost in a per acre basis. And we saw it go up anywhere from about five to ten dollars depending on the operation per acre. And that was due to two different things. Number one, there was some inflation at that time in terms of crop input. So the crop input costs were going up, nitrogen is going up, fertilizer and some other things, but that correlates to, you know, your fuel is more expensive, some of those things cost more. And what other thing that happens is when we all make more money, guess what we do? We spend more money. And so there's a direct correlation. And I can go back and show you every single time that we see the market price go up, we all spend a little bit more money. We, you know, and right now what's going on is we have this inflationary component. I mean, a steak's twice the, <laughs> twice the cost now that it was a year ago. A lot of these things are more money. So we have a 9% in there right now, and that correlates to uh, about a $5 per acre um, price increase, as you can see here. And then, you know, what we look at is, okay, what is that in terms of a cost per bushel? Well, with 200 bushel corn, that's two cents. So it really doesn't mm-hmm. seem like that much, you know, so maybe it is, maybe you are going to spend more, maybe you need to plug in 15% in there or whatever it is. And so the nice thing of it is, is you can go in there and you can, you can plug you know, plug a different number in there, 15% on 200 bushel corn is four cents or it's, you know, $8 an acre. And so you can go in and look at these individual prices and get things correlated and estimated to the best of your ability. And then it shows you what your bottom line is, which is really, I think, a key component to understanding where uh, where you're at with your operation. Um, same thing with 
with land. Um, as we start having conversations with landowners, I guarantee everybody's thinking about this already. You know, um, July and August is when we start having those conversations and get them, you know, a lot of them finalized by September. And, you know, what, what are land costs going to go up? I don't know. I'm, I'm at 6% right now, which is about 15 bucks an acre on average on the rental ground. Um, a high percentage of this in this database is average uh, again, and a high percentage of it is rented ground. And so, um, you know, what's yours going to go up? I mean, it's lower for some of the clients we have that own more of their land. Their land cost is a pretty static number. So maybe theirs is only two or three percent. So that's why this is very individualistic, where it's so critical that you plug your numbers in. I I can show you these averages, but you need to sit down and plug these in for yourself because, you know, you can be off five or eight percent on the bottom line and not pull the trigger or not pull the trigger on enough because you're just unsure of what that profit margin potential really is. And so. I think it's pretty critical when we look at fertilizer you can you can go down there and look at fertilizer nitrogen um, on average we're at about a 38 percent uh, increase on um, p and k and some of the the micronutrients and stuff um, and some of that stuff you can't even get right now um, nitrogen about a 35 percent increase probably it's going to be more than that those are again those are averages and estimates that i've got from clients and what they're getting for for um, information as far as what they're going to be paying. So, I mean, we're looking at fertilizer going up, you know, 15 to 16 bucks an acre and nitrogen, maybe another, you know, 25 to 27 bucks an acre. Um, you know, that's, that means your nitrogen cost in 200 bushel corn is 14 cents a bushel higher. Mm-hmm. You know? And and if you look off to the side here, if you are, are watching this, you can see um, I have cash flow impact there too. So, and, you know, so, so, you know, maybe you'll have uh, one or the two of these that actually are lower, which would be nice, probably not likely going into 2022, but, you know, you want to know what the cash flow impact is. And so like on our average that we have here, um, we see about, and I'm going to bring this back to that 9%, we see about $172,000 cash flow increase going into 22 for our clients on average. Again, it's so important that you look at this on your own. What's your cash flow requirement increase for 2022 if your inputs are, in fact, going to go up? I mean, there's no better time to start analyzing that than now. And then you can adjust this as things go along because we are dealing on the markets. We're dealing with the futures, right, Joe? I mean, the, the yeah. and, and so if we don't, you know, sort of put that line of what our estimated costs and prices are out into the future so that we can make some of these decisions and start to step into the market a little bit. It makes it, it makes it uh, difficult to, um, to make decisions unless you've got this stuff in front of you. The other thing I would say too is, you know, if you, if you look at this, you can see right now at $5 corn, that's about 150 bucks an acre for our clients on average, even you know, even with uh, um, a price increase of about 40 cents a bushel on 200 bushel corn, we're seeing still $150 an acre margin. So, you know, I'm not, a mar- you know, I'll leave the market um, advising to you, Joe, but what I would say is that, you know, we can plug our own numbers in and then we can start to make, you know, executive level decisions for our business of what 
margin target do we have and what's sufficient for our business to either stay in business or to be more profitable. And, you know, when we look at the opportunity right now, as we speak and record this, there's about an 18% ROI on average for our average clients, which tells me, you know, that's, that's an average, which means there's probably hardly anybody that's going to lose money, you know, depending on where their expenses are. But it, it just looks like there's, there's pretty good opportunities here. Um, so just other- to uh, just to compare it, the, the, so just uh, in this particular example, your ROI for 2021, you've got penciled at 48% on average. That's going to drop down to 18% in 2022, given what we know right now, because you've got uh, a corn futures price that's a good, what, 70 cents cheaper for 22, plus you've got higher input costs. So it's kind of a, like a double-edged sword there. Right. And if you go in there and plug in 450 though on the 20 on the 21, you don't know what these prices are going to do. Right. 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 A lot of these guys sold corn along the way. I mean, right, every time right, the market right. goes up and you look back at those sales you made, you're like, "Well, why did I do that?" Well, mm-hmm. because you're a risk manager. And, you know, if if a person right now is sitting there with an average selling price of 450 and I can show you a bunch of operations, probably mine's not that far off from there you know, at 450 and we still maybe have 60% of our crop to sell yet, that's a 15% return on investment or $120 an acre. And right now we're looking at 2022 at 508, you can start making sales at significantly higher levels than we started making sales in 2021. And again, I'm not giving, making advice at all here. I'm just pointing out the obvious that, you know, these price levels um, for starting marketing are significantly higher than where we were able to start for 2021. Even though these input costs are higher, we're high enough higher for the 21 to kind of justify um, a lot of these operations to mm-hmm. really look, take a close look at this and to make some decisions. On, I want to ask you, know, you another question about uh, historicals. So you, I know you've been doing these spreadsheets and this sort of work for a long time. With, with an 18% ROI penciled in for 2022, how does that fare relative to, say, the last 20 years on average? I mean, would that be considered good still? That's real. That's good. Yeah, because you know, and and let me let me preface this. Let me explain this too, because you know there are different ways to look at this. The way we look at cost production at AgView Solutions is part of our cost production is paying ourselves. So our profit is baked into that already too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we don't look at this. A lot of universities, you know, how they'll analyze things, they'll say, okay, well, like I just showed you on the 2021, a cost production of 390. I'm showing you 2022, a cost production of 429. Okay, so that 429 cost production projection for 22 is you know is we're sitting here looking at $128,000 of that operation is all overhead expenses well a university is not going to take that cost into account but the way we look at it is as a business we're not going to do this for free we want to make money right right, <laughs> and so right part of our cost production is paying ourselves is paying our employees it's you know, sometimes we accidentally buy a boat or whatever it is, you know, we got to pay for that stuff mm-hmm. that we purchase. And so we want that to be in our expense categories so that when we pull the trigger, we know we're pulling a trigger at a price at a profit level um, that keeps us in business in a profitable manner, not just break. 
Right. I gotcha. Yeah. That seems to be a little All bit more, uh, like that seems to be a better real world application, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it makes us feel good to say, well, my cost of production is 350. Well, if your cost of production is 350, but you don't have all your overhead costs in there and your overhead costs are 50 cents a bushel, you're going to start selling grain at too low of a level, mm-hmm. you know, or you're going to be too aggressive or you may- maybe won't be using some of the tools that you should be using to manage risk. So those, those are some of the concerns that I see and some of the advantages we see when we're working with clients and, and to realize that their cost of production is probably maybe a little higher than they think it is, but that's okay to know because then it allows you to have the um, courage to pull the trigger when you need to um, with respect to, to managing profitability and managing those margins. Chris, I think this is a pretty darn good start to 2022. Um, if somebody is interested in talking to you about... Um, about AgView Solutions or about the work that you're doing or, or how you might help them, uh, what is the best uh, way to get a hold of you? Yeah, probably the best way is just to email us, um, uh, abaron at agviewsolutions.com or cbaron at agviewsolutions.com. Um, and then uh, just reach out to us. And, and um, Shea Folk also works with us, does a great job. Um, we do a lot with machinery and equipment management and those kind of things too. And, mm-hmm helping you to dial in some of these um, individual line items, you know, and if people have questions or if they, they take just this tool and want to call us, we'll work with you, talk through things and help you um, kind of think through how do we get these numbers more accurate? Because the, the tool is one thing, the tool is only worth what you put in it. And so, you know, if you're not going to sit down and, and really get these numbers dialed in, I wouldn't even, you know, it's, it's hard to, to say, yeah, go ahead and do this because, you want to get these numbers dialed into the to the best of your ability. One other thing, Joe, real quick on the soybean side, if it's all right, um, I just want to mention. You know, this also is set up for soybeans as well, and so we've got pretty much this the similar um, percentages of cost increases and things there too. And so we're looking at about a twenty eight percent return on soybeans right now. In in the twenty two on average, we're looking at about an eight percent rate of return and that mm-hmm. just is a function of where the price and where the yield is that, that guys have in there we've only got 57 bushel in there um for soybeans i think you almost when you're looking at 200 bushel corn if you were to compare apples to apples you about need 60 bushel beans and um, our client base has a little bit lower number in there currently so um, in their forecast so but i just wanted to point that out that we've got soybeans to kind of do the same thing and we can do it with wheat and other crops as well. Great. Well, thanks, Chris. Um, We'll have to do an update on this, you know, a few months down the road and see how things have changed and progressed with market fluctuations and input cost fluctuations. But I think this is a really good start. Guys, that's Chris Barron from AgV Solutions. Um, If you have any questions, you've got his email and uh, I can get you in touch with him too if you uh, reply to the YouTube video or send me an email to info at standardgrain.com. Chris, thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot.